What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fall Damage Central podcast. I am the Mighty Bildo, and with me each and every week, Old School Legend Gaming. What's up, Old School? What up, what up? Man, so what's been going on with you this past week? We had a couple things happen. Yeah, man, it's been a busy week. You know, just kind of kind of some random stuff. Busted open radio. I know. I was going to bring that up. I didn't know if you want to talk about it on here or not. But uh... yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not really that big of a deal, but um anybody who's familiar with busted open radio it's a daily talk show on sirius xm this is the first time i called um i don't i don't know why like i decided to call but they had a topic on uh dream cards like what would like what kind of a wrestling card would you like to see put together with modern day wrestlers so you got to pick your arena your announcers and eight matches so i called up and i gave my eight matches and Dave LaGreca and Mark Henry are both like, man, like that's a badass card, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So they gave me props for that. So that was pretty cool. Um, there was a bunch of people that called before giving their cards and they pretty much, uh, they shit all over there. Yeah. They were dogging them. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty funny. And you hopped on there, saved the day, man. You, uh, yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to drop some logic in there, man. Just, Heck yeah. You know. They're, they're going to call you back. You're like, man, big Mike, we need you back. I hope, I hope so, man. I thought that was funny. He was calling. Did you put in uh, your name anywhere or whatever? Or was that just him saying big Mike? No. Yeah. When I called him up, I told him it was big Mike. Ah, I like it. So That's great. I, I was going to say old school legend, but I didn't, oh. I didn't, I think if I would have said that, then uh, they might not have put me through plug your youtube old school legend gaming on youtube fool yeah my, my empty channel <laughs> <laughs> you said you said there was i think you you put uh seth rollins up against somebody who'd you put yeah up uh will osprey that's right I'll, i i heard that one i was like man that's that'd be a good match but i didn't know like there's a couple that you threw out there I was like, man, who are those? Were those like impact wrestlers or somebody? Some people? Yeah. Yeah. So I threw in some impact wrestlers, some AEW guys, a couple of Japan guys too. So I think my my first match, I had a tag team match and it was the uh, the Street Profits against Aussie Open. Yeah. So yeah. Aussie Open's in AEW now. Um, they actually just lost their ROH tag team titles to MJF and Adam Cole. And then I can't remember what my second match was, but I had... I did Jamie Hader versus Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Um, Jeff Cobb, who is uh, just this big jacked beast of a guy. Him versus uh, Bobby Lashley in a Haas match. What's um, a Haas match? Just like big, big beefy uh, guys. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I did Will Ospreay and Seth Rollins. My main event, I had a triple threat with uh, Josh Alexander, who was the uh, former Impact Wrestling Champion. Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns. Okay. So pretty much like three of the top guys from all three organizations going at it. Yeah. Um, I can't, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember what else I had on my card. Was the rules to that, um, they have to be living or is it from any time period ever? They have to be living. That, ah, and, okay. So they have to be living and they have to be currently wrestling. Okay. Okay, I didn't know that. I I was listening to not only yours but a few other people that did it uh, that day, and when they got to the announcer, like I couldn't really think of any matches. But when everybody got to their announcer, who they wanted their announcer to be, I was thinking like, man, say Howard Finkel, 
but yeah but well, i didn't know the rules that's why i tripped up on my announcer because i didn't i didn't have an announcer and i was i was about to say howard finkel but then i remembered that it had to be somebody new so i was just like ah whoever yeah you know, pick uh pick whoever you want it to be and uh mark henry was like all right we'll do uh justin roberts i was like hey that's that's fine man that's perfect yeah he's biased though because he's in AEW, isn't he? <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's cool man I, I i i was i was tickled pink listening to that i was like damn that's my boy <laughs> right there <laughs> he's getting the nod from mark henry and dave greco that's pretty cool man i uh i'm surprised i got through to be honest with you though because i know a lot of times like those phone lines when you call like radio stations and stuff like that you have to keep calling and calling and calling and calling. And I literally dialed the number and that bitch went right through. Hello, busted open radio. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, what do you want to talk about? Oh, let's, I got my dream card. Yeah. I thought about uh, plugging some, uh, some fall damage central on there. Like, yeah, let me, talk, let me talk about my dream card. Then I would have gotten on the air. Then it was like, Hey, <laughs> give me your dream card. Yeah. Check out fall damage central. On YouTube, Fall Damage Central, YouTube, Spotify. The Mighty Bildo. Yeah. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Thanks. Click. <laughs> oh, that have been great. So funny. They would have banned your phone number from ever calling back, though. Probably. <laughs> um, speaking of wrestling, you didn't see any, uh, you didn't watch the AEW All In from Wembley last weekend? Nah, man. I, uh, I, I kind of, so, I forgot that it came on like at a different time. Yeah, so I was, one, I was, one in the afternoon. I was expecting it to come on at like eight o'clock at night. Um, and then I just happened to pop on Twitter at like four o'clock or something, five o'clock p.m. And I saw everything that was happening. And I was like, oh, damn. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to watch it anyway, but I mm-hmm. I totally forgot that that was going on. But you watched it, didn't you? I did. And. I don't regret watching it, but I could have watched something else and been more happy. <laughs> yeah. It was just like there was a couple okay matches, like the claimed trios match was pretty good. Um, I think they're pretty entertaining, so I like watching them. MJF and Adam Cole was all right. It was a decent match. Um, I think MJF is the goat of AEW right now, so he's top dog in my opinion. Um, very entertaining. Um, and then CM Punk um, Samoa Joe match was good too, but from the moment he came out of the curtain, CM Punk, I knew like he didn't seem all uh, happy-go-lucky, kind of like he usually does. Um, you can tell something was kind of up, and then after the show, it came out that apparently he had a altercation with uh, Jack Perry backstage, like seconds before he walked through that curtain. Yeah, man. So I, I read about that online and that's to me, that's that's insane. So I had I had no context as to what was going on. So the first thing I saw was a news article saying more more on the uh, backstage incident or like whatever. And I'm like, what Did something else happen? And that's that's when I got to um, find out that all our all in was already playing. And I was like, oh, man. And then I realized I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, they're in Wembley. So London, it's probably like nighttime over there at like 1 p.m. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so apparently the story is uh, it has to do with glass. I guess uh, Jungle Boy wanted to do a, a spot with some real glass. And CM Punk was like, nah, man, like there's no need for that or whatever. And he got pissed because he wanted to use the real glass. Um, 
and I I don't know. I guess they had uh, was there a car or something out there? I guess. Yeah, Jungle Boy um, came out in a limo, and then during the match with Hook, they uh, worked their way up the ramp, and I think uh, Jungle Boy suplexed Hook, suplexed Hook onto the windshield of the limo. I think I think that's how it went. And then yeah, Jungle Boy was like, "Yeah, look, like you know, like he looked into the camera and said something like, "Hey, look, it's it's real glass, like cry baby or I don't know something along, cry me along those lines." And then um, I guess CM Punk uh, confronted him in the back and said, "Hey man, you got beef?" And uh, Jungle Boy was like, "Yeah, I do." And I don't know. Supposedly CM Punk choked him out or something yeah. else. I, I I don't know. It's it's really sad that that happened though because nobody everybody stopped talking about the event this was you know even though i don't i don't really watch aew like that this was like a really big moment for professional wrestling in general um so the fact that aew had this successful show that's a really big deal and as a as a wrestling fan you should support that um you shouldn't be getting into the tribalism of it but unfortunately more people are interested in what happens in backstage aew than what happens in the ring so hearing about the backstage incident pretty much took away from all the uh, glitz and glamour from the all-in event yeah which which blows so yeah, yeah man i don't know we'll we'll wait and see what happens you know i can't i can't pass any judgment because i don't i don't know what happened i wasn't backstage i just i keep hearing i keep reading different things from different news outlets but it sounds like so like five different people are telling five different news outlets, five different stories. And I, it's insane to me that the people backstage are telling these news outlets, that stuff that in my opinion, that's not something that should ever make news or should, should ever come out of the locker room. Especially during the biggest show that the company's ever put on. Yeah, absolutely. Like stuff like that needs to stay backstage and you know we don't need to hear about that but you know you got all the trolls that are anti AEW and you know sitting all over AEW right now and um you know i don't know man we'll see what happens i guess CM Punk and Jungle Boy got suspended yeah. uh they they have a they have another pay-per-view uh and this time in Chicago but like the main guy for Chicago CM Punk is suspended so i that pay-per-view is going to be most likely a bust um yeah, man, it's it's really unfortunate, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if you sent me this or if I heard it. I don't remember where I heard it, but apparently, uh, J- Jungle Boy Jack Perry wanted to do the real glass thing, and multiple people backstage with AEW, like producers and stuff, told him it wasn't a good idea not to do it, and he was kind of insisting on it. So when CM Punk got there, I don't know why they would turn to him. But apparently they asked him to talk to Jack Perry and Jack Perry wasn't having it. So that's what sparked the whole thing. Uh, uh, yeah. So the other thing, too, is like a lot of people have to remember um, Jack Perry's like very young. I think he's like in his early 20s. He's maybe like 23, 24 years old. And I mean, we all do stupid shit like in our 20s, man. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That's that's part of like getting through your 20s, man. You, you know, you're you're invincible. You know, nothing could hurt you. You know everything. And then, you know, once you start getting older, that's when, like, life, like, straight up kicks you in the face and lets you know, no, you actually know very little. So, yeah, in my in my opinion, I think the whole situation was just immaturity on his part. 
you know, um, I know that Tony Khan, he, he considers uh, Jungle Boy one of the four pillars of AEW. So to me, that's, pro- that's probably something that went to his head. So he probably thinks he could do and get away with whatever and not get fired or anything like that. But gave him if, a big head. Yeah. But if what's true is that he started, he instigate like, so number one, he, he talked the mess, uh, to the camera during the event and then backstage started, uh, the altercation with CM Punk. I think if that's the case then he needs to be released, um, just because that, that needs to be an example set because that guy does it. He gets away with it. Everybody else is going to do it. You know, they, AEW has known, has been known for quite some time now to have a lot of backstage drama. There's a lot of people that legitimately do not like each other backstage and there's been fights and scuffles and all the stuff. Yeah. Again, again, stuff that the consumer, the fan, you and I should not ever, ever know exists, but it's out there. And unfortunately, this is just one of those, another mark, you know, that uh, another blemish, I should say, on AEW. So we'll see how they bounce back from it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I guess when CM Punk arrived at the arena that night um, or the stadium, rather, um, or that afternoon, whatever it was over there. I heard he landed at the airport and we might've talked about this already, but he landed at the airport with no way to get to the stadium, to get to the facility. And somebody from AEW gave him a number to call or text or something when he landed so they could send a car to get him. And he called the number, he texted the number and it was a bogus number. Like he just got, callbacks and not callback but you know it wasn't a number that was in use at the time so it was a bad number he got so he had to uh walk a little bit he had to take the uh subway i guess and get help from fans that recognized him in the streets and everything on how to get there he was lost as hell so (laughs) i couldn't i couldn't imagine when he showed up to that building he was in a very happy mood like happy-go-lucky mood to get the show on the road yeah no i mean like that would piss me off especially if so i don't i don't know what the travel arrangements are i always i just always assume that wrestlers like had to find their own way to the hotel or to the event that kind of thing um but if you know tony khan and his guys set it up to where he was going to have a chauffeur or something and they dropped the ball on that yeah that's uh that's pretty crappy yeah oh yeah that's it's crazy man the the biggest star in the company is getting like is hated by a lot of people backstage it's nuts to me yeah insane man yeah um how far switching gears a little bit how far did you get in twisted metal so i think we might be on the last episode oh okay Um, how, how many episodes are there 10 Oh no, never mind. <laughs> we're on we're on like episode five or six. Ah, okay. Um, so we're we're about halfway done then. What's what's your mid season review? What what you feeling? Oh man, I I love it. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's fantastic. It's pretty. I know, like uh, when we first spoke about it coming out, we spoke about how it was probably going to be like dark slapstick type humor, and that's literally what it is, man. It's fantastic. Yep. Um. 
I like how they a lot of the characters in the show are characters that are in the game mm-hmm. characters that you can choose and you know go through their campaigns and stuff I do like that aspect um, I like that it's gory I like that it's pretty funny they got a whole lot of uh, 90s humor and like 90s references in there which which I love being the old school legend yeah 80s and 90s all day baby uh-huh. um, yeah I mean I'm I'm enjoying it the wife really enjoys it too and she has no idea about anything twisted metal, like nothing. But she is an Anthony Mackie fan, and uh, she's def- she's definitely enjoying it. And she likes the uh, the the girl too. Quiet. I don't yeah. I don't know what her name is, um, because my wife was a big fan of a Brooklyn Nine Nine, and she was in that as well. Okay. So the wife recognized her from that show. So yeah, man. So far, it's uh, like I said, man, it's been great. I'm looking forward to to watching more of it. We're actually we're skipping an episode tonight for the podcast. So, <laughs> um, but probably this weekend, man, we're gonna catch up. We got a got a good three day weekend ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So, hoping to get some of this uh, some delicious Philadelphia pizza and uh, just chill, watch Heck. some twisted metal. Heck yeah, man! Um, and you really like what uh, Samoa Joe and uh, the Sweet Tooth character what they're doing yeah yeah absolutely so there's there's times where i forget that will arnett is is voicing him yeah because it's the way samoa joe is playing twist or twisted metal uh sweet tooth he's just um i mean everything is just like on point it it looks like it's really hard to tell that samoa joe is not voicing the character yeah and that's what i liked just based on like the emotions and stuff. And you could see when the sweet tooth character is talking, like you could see like in his eyes, like it, it's like, it looks like he's literally talking through the mask, but I think that's pretty badass. Yeah. I think, I think professional wrestlers translate pretty well. Most of the time. I mean, there's some duds out there, but um, I think they translate well to like TV series and movies and stuff just because they have all that experience under their belt acting in the ring and on the microphone in front of live crowds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I remember back in the day, um, this was probably early nineties, mid nineties. They used to have the, uh, the show on TNT called thunder in paradise. And it was with Hulk Hogan. So he was, uh, it was like a beat show and it was it like for the time it seemed really cool. But if you watch it now, it's like really corny nineties mm-hmm. television. So he seemed to do pretty good there. And, uh, I, I like all the movies he was in too, man. He was um Thunderlips and Rocky and then he was in a that movie No Holds Barred that came out in the late 80s that has probably one of the best scenes ever in the history of like, Really? I've never seen yeah. that. Yeah, so there's man, I I'll have to send you the video clip one time. So, um there's this part where he's going up to this nerdy guy sitting in a car and he rips the Hulk Hogan rips the car door off and the nerdy guy's like Ugh. and then Hulk Hogan pulls him out and he's like he's holding him by the shirt and like lifts him up and he's like and then Hulk Hogan's like what what's that smell and the guy's like Hulk Hogan's like dookie it's just like, oh man, it's it's so stupid, man, but it's so funny. Yeah. But after all these years, I still remember that. 
like so vividly because it was just so dumb. Great movement, uh, great moments in retro cinema. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll definitely have to find that clip and send it to you, man. It's it's pretty funny. The movie itself is all right. I mean, if you watched it now, like it's it's like eighties action, like corny that yeah. type of stuff. But I like movies like that, man. So yeah, it's nice going back and watching some old movies once in a while. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it here, but I got my kid into the old Power Rangers show on Netflix, like the originals. Oh, the original Power Rangers. Yeah. No, so I, I didn't I didn't realize it was like the OG ones, man. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 93, 94, like the first three seasons. That's yeah, where that... I got this green Ranger helmet up above me here. Um, yeah, that was uh, it, to me, man. That was like the best time for Power Rangers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, My wife and I and uh, my kid all got costumes for Halloween this year. So I'm going to be the green ranger, obviously. My wife got the yellow ranger, and uh, my daughter's going to be the pink ranger. So we'll nice. be all walking around trick-or-treating as a power ranger. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be funny. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, that, but, so I, um, I, I'm i glad that you showed her like the original power rangers, and I'm glad that she likes it. Yeah. Right. Dude, she's... So she watched like the first week or two that I showed it... Uh, showed it to her that she knew about it she watched through the entire series and now um she'll go back and she's re-watching them all again um not so much as much as she was the first time through but like every couple of days she'll watch an episode or two before bed or something and she really digs it and that makes me so freaking happy yeah yeah that's <laughs> awesome yeah because i remember um the last time yeah the last time we were all together um we were talking about the uh the mario movie yeah. You went to take her. You, you went. You took her to see that, and she she did like that, right? Oh yeah, she loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good time, man. I can't wait for number two, and I hope. Uh, rumor is they're working on a Zelda movie too, so I'm hoping. I think we talked about that on here again uh, before, but I hope that comes to fruition, and that's just as good. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Mario, we had a Mario Super Mario Brothers direct today for the new super mario wonder coming out yeah yeah it's um i i'm pretty excited about it man i think it looks good me too big mario fan you know it looks like it's you know typical 2d side scrolling mario lots of power-ups lots of new power-ups they showed off the uh, the bubble power which looks pretty good so you could uh capture some enemies and bubbles you could use them to uh jump to a higher plateau they yeah. showed off the elephant suit where you could you turn into an elephant and you could go and like crush blocks you could run into blocks you could hold water in your trunk and spray it onto like a flower to sprout a vine to climb up to get coins or find secret areas um what's the other one they showed they showed the, other, the drill the, hat yep i was just about to say yeah, that that's pretty cool so with that one you could burrow underground um, or up into the ceiling too or up into the ceiling yeah yeah so you could you could essentially skip all the battles the boss battles or not the boss battles the uh, enemies you just go up in that ceiling man and just dip and get to the flagpole dude it looks so good like i don't i wasn't completely sold on the new graphic style of it um i wasn't too sure how i'd feel about it but it looks really good from what i saw today and um i like the multiplayer aspect to it um what i 
a game I played a couple years ago, a few years ago now, was uh, Rayman Legends. And I think I had that on the Xbox. Um, but what I really liked about that was a time trials type thing where you have other, like, uh, the ghosts of other players in your game that run alongside you and you try to beat them, like beat their time and everything. And I really enjoyed that. So I'm hoping there's um, an element of that in this game where uh, you just race to get the fastest time through a level or something or collect as many coins as you can, which I know they said there is something like that, but I hope they gear it more towards that Rayman legend style. Um, to where you're not really competing against the actual person. I mean, they could have that in there too, but um, I'd also like to see um, ghosts of like the top players in the world, I guess, that you can race against them, be, try to beat their times and um, have a leaderboard and stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So one of the things they showed off was um, they have like a, they do have like a race. Um, you could like, get a bunch of your friends and you could rush through the level, see who gets to the finish line first. Um, they have one where uh, there's like a collectible, whoever gets to the collectible first wins or um, dang, what was the other one? Um, oh, it was a boss battle. So uh, the first one to beat like the boss like wins or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the shadow thing, it looks like it's really uh, helpful for other players. So you could leave, there's like things that you could leave, like as your quote unquote like ghost for like another player playing through there and um you know they have these uh these signs that you could put down so if you were to lay down a sign like by a pit and you were to fall into that pit if another player had left their sign there then you could actually revive yourself and get to that you have like a certain amount of time to get to that sign and then you know you could try to jump over the pit again or like whatever else so it seems like they're they're really trying to uh, to work on the accessibility options, which is great. You know what I mean? Like, I think gaming should be be able to be enjoyed by everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got a ton of characters, a ton of them. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, one of the things I didn't like was all of them play the same except for Yoshi and the little rabbits guy. Yeah. So Yoshi and the little rabbits guy, they don't take any damage. Um, they could still die though, like if they fall in pits or in lava or hit spikes. But if a Goomba hits you, if you get hit by a fireball or something like that, only the Yoshi and the Rabbids guy do not take damage. But the other characters are just regular. And, you know, Mario, Luigi, uh, Peach, uh, Daisy, all of those, all, all those other characters, they all play the same. So it doesn't matter which one you pick. There's not going to be a thing of where Luigi could jump higher or Toad runs faster. Like they're all equal in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like uh, the Yoshi and the other Rabbids character thing where they don't take damage. I think that's a good, um, good thing for the younger kids that uh, don't necessarily understand the concept of mm -hmm. uh, dodging enemies and stuff just mm -hmm. yet. Um, that's great. But like, Nintendo freaking kills it with these games, man. They keep coming up with these new ideas and new power-ups and everything for a franchise that's been around since the late 80s. It's like, God, man, how many... Like, It's just impressive. It's fascinating to me to see how many iterations of the same character they can keep putting out and people eat it up yeah and i mean if if you really get down to you know the nuts and bolts of it 
it's it's essentially the same game that we've been playing since 85 when the original yeah. Mario Brothers dropped. If that if that's the correct year that it dropped. Um it's essentially the same game just like with updates and stuff, but it's it's a tried and true formula, man. If if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, we have seen some of the 3D iterations and, you know, uh, you know, Mario 3D World. That was, you know, that was okay. Um, but I think the most popular one is the uh, the 2D Mario. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were right with the 1985. Freaking four years before I was born. <laughs> Two years after I was born. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But uh, one of the other things they showed off is uh, they're releasing a, uh, I don't know if it's a limited edition or they're just throwing it into the rotation, but it's a, a Super Mario themed OLED Nintendo Switch. And it's all red. The back, when you open the back, there's like a bunch of coins. There's like, it looks really cool. I thought looking at it, like the red color and everything, like it looks really hard, man. I was just like, mm, mm, mm. that thing looks sexy. Yeah, yeah. I would I would buy it, but it's it's no different than the Switch I have. I mean, the screen is an OLED. I don't have the OLED model, but I don't play my my Switch in handheld. So yeah. for me, it, it'd be aesthetic purposes only, but I mean, 350, I just I can't I can't justify buying another Nintendo Switch, um especially next year when they're supposed to drop their their next gen console. Yeah. So I've been wanting to buy a new switch and just keep it in the box um, just for like a rainy day. If my switch, the switch I use every day, one time, uh, one day breaks or something. Um, but if I keep it new in box, how do you think that would work with updates and stuff? Like if I, if it's just new in box and I rip it out of there 15 years from now and I, it's not updated with any of the new software or anything, do you think it'll still run? like the newer games on it or the older games or whatever, or would there be issues you think? I, I would imagine that you would be able to run the newer games. Um, you just wouldn't be able like you first, you would have to update everything first. Like you'd have to bring it up to whatever the latest firmware was. But what if, um, what if that it's not available when you break it open? Then uh, I think you might be S O L. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. That's why that's why like this backwards compatibility with all these new consoles coming out is such a big deal for me, man. Like you spend thousands of dollars maybe on these game libraries over the years and to just stop supporting it one day and tell me that, oh, you're out of luck. Sorry about sorry. This it sucks, man. Yeah, you know, um I mean I could I could talk about this for, for the next twelve hours, man. <laughs> But, I feel like it's a recurring theme that comes up on the pod every all the time. Yeah, yeah, and and you know we're we're gonna we're actually gonna touch on a little bit here uh, on that a little bit here unless you want to jump into it now um, regarding yeah. uh, the, the PlayStation stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, I forgot. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, so uh, PlayStation Plus uh, is getting a price hike, and it's not just like a regular high hike price hike it's like everyone every tier is being uh raised by 30 percent and so now like for the basic tier it's going to be 80 um i think for the mid tier is going to be 150 and then for the deluxe premium whatever the hell it's going to be 180 per year um yeah that's um 
I I've been a PlayStation Plus member since the day it started. So it's been maybe like 15 years, something like that ridiculous. Um unfortunate for, unfortunately for me, I'm probably just going to go down to the basic tier just because there's so many games that I have from uh games with gold that once I lose that membership, I'm going to lose access to. And there's just like a lot of games that are are out of print now. So for instance, um I've got so there was uh, one time way back when the uh, they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and time reshelled and it was like an HD version that was created of uh, Turtles and time yeah. and they lost a license into that. So that was on PlayStation Plus for free. Um, I have that on my PS3, but if I get rid of my gold, I can't use that anymore. That yeah. sucks, man. And, and the thing is, it's like it's not even listed on the store where I could go and buy it. But dang, dude! I mean, there there are other ways to get it, but oh, we're not we're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna talk about that here. Um, they start striking my channel and crap. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it's really unfortunate, man. Um, you know, it for me, in my opinion, it, that's not worth it. The amount of they have some good games on there. You're getting a lot of the first party titles and stuff. But the, the problem with that is these games go on sale physically and digitally. So, hey, I'm paying 180 bucks a year. I could play Ghost of Tsushima, um, Dress, Death Stranding, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, like all these games, right? But these sales go by and you could get these games on disc or digitally for like $15 sometimes, sometimes $10, $20. And I mean, Hey, you could pay $20 one time and own this game forever. Yeah. Or you could keep paying one eighty for the year, get your, uh, your premium tier and still be able to play them. So in my opinion, not worth it. I mean, listen, people are, people are free to spend their money how they want, but, yeah, it looks like uh, this is this is not a good look for PlayStation at all. No, that sucks, man. My my membership for premium that I got when I got my PS5 runs out in J- January, January 2024. So like six months now or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at the prices today. I was like, because those prices go into effect September 6th, I think. I think you said. September sixth, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's like, let me see, when is September sixth? Today is so, August thirty first, as we're yeah. Recording. So, so not next week. Oh yeah, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Oh yeah. Okay. Damn. <laughs> that sucks. So I was thinking about just re up and and getting premium for a whole another year, so I don't have to worry about it. But I thought about it. I was like, man, I might be with you. I might just pay for that basic tier and then just so i could play online with my friends and stuff whenever i want to but to be honest with you i haven't even really been feeling that lately like uh i played a lot of the uh fortnite i played a lot of fortnite with my friends probably like every friday we get on and we'll play something but the last few weeks i haven't even really been feeling that um but a game i have been playing um that we talked about last week Boulder's Gate 3. Nice. Um, I got it on Steam. No, yeah, I got it on Steam. 
Um, I've been playing it on PC and it is a phenomenal game. It is great. It's a huge game. There's tons of stuff to do. Um, and the story is pretty intriguing and interesting and I like playing it, but it's, I've mentioned on here before that I'm not a big turn-based combat uh, guy and it's not bad in this game. Like I'm enjoying it. It's not completely terrible. Um, but what kind I hit a wall this week as I was, I think last time I played it was Sunday night or maybe Monday. Um, and it's just, there's so much to learn so much to, uh, figure out. And, uh, so many items you pick up that you got to look and read the descriptions on and say, okay, uh, my character can't use this cause I, I, I created a wizard. I picked a wizard in the beginning. So, um, he's not proficient with, uh, some items that I pick up. So I'm like, okay, I got to be aware of that. But then you have three other people in your party that might be able to use it. So you got to go through each one and try to figure out who's good with what items and everything. And I'm not big into the RPG genre, really like this massive RPG style, more action RPG type guy. But, uh, there's so many things you got to think about and, um, do it. It kind of is discouraging at points, which I'm not denying it's a great game. I am enjoying it when I do play it, but I get to a point after a few hours where I'm just like, all right, I got to shut this thing off. My brain's like spinning right now because I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but it's, it's just a lot to take in. Yeah, man. So I've never played Boulder's Gate. I am interested in the new one that came out. It's actually dropping, uh, I think, on the fifth for PS Five, September fifth. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, so it's it's coming out really soon. But, um, unfortunately, man, that's just uh, it, it's too big of a game for me at the moment. So I think eventually I'll get into it, but um, at least for twenty twenty three, I'm gonna have to uh, put it on the back burner for now. Yeah. Um, as we're recording this, my, uh, my right screen over here, I have game pass pulled up with the Starfield screen. There was a countdown ticker ticking down till the game went live and it just went like fireworks went off because the timer got to the end. So Starfield just went live. Nice. I went and uh, I paid the $35 for the premium edition on game pass so I can get the early access to it. I think I'm going to stream it this weekend or maybe tomorrow. I might stream it tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's another one, man. I'm going back and forth about because um, so I actually signed up for a game pass. I've got like two months of game pass and um, I, I ended up getting game pass because so initially I signed up for gold, like the bottom tier gold, because I just wanted to play online. I was in the mood to play Gears of War. I heard the servers were back up. Um, so, hey, let's go ahead and get it. So went. I signed up for gold, and then they gave me a deal for two months for ultimate for like an additional like five bucks. So I ended up paying like $15, $20 for two months of uh, Game Pass Ultimate. So with that, I'll be able to have access to Starfield. Um, I, I just... That's another game, man. That's going to be huge. It's yeah. going to be one of them, one of the, one of them big boys. And I just uh, right now, I just don't know if I have the uh, 
the mental capacity, honestly, and the time to just devote to it. Yeah, no, I get it. It's the same way I feel with Baldur's Gate right now. Um, but I did watch Game Ranks before you buy for Starfield today. Um, and they kind of confirmed everything we kind of already knew. Um, it is a big open world style game, but it's not quite as open as you would probably like it to be. It's one of those games that um, if you want to leave the planet, um, you got to go to, uh, I think you go to your uh, little hub in your ship or something and you pick the planet you want to go to and you click take off or whatever it is. And uh, it's a cut scene of you leaving the planet and you get up into space and you fly around for like dog fights or whatever, but it's obvious you're in like a space arena or something. You can't fly directly from planet to planet, um, which kind of sucks. I was hoping you could. Yeah. Um, but, and then when you want to land back onto a different planet, like I guess you pick which kind of uh, star system you want to go to or something maybe. And then once you pick that, you pick which planet you want to go to. And then you get a big blow up of the planet in your face with, uh three or four maybe five little waypoints on the planet that you rotate around and look at and you pick which waypoint you want to lay at land at and then it goes into a loading slash cut screen type thing and it, you just appear on the planet essentially which i think kind of i don't know why that bothers me so much i i'd love to just take my ship in and out of the atmosphere of all these planets and stuff um but I, I think when you actually land on the planet, you can run almost anywhere you want to. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll, I'll play it for a week and then report back once I get a full understanding of how they, they structured it and stuff. The reviews have been pretty much eights, nines, tens across the board. I there's, saw there's, a, there's been a couple of reviews here and there, and it's just like, I don't know, man, like nobody should expect a game to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think we're at that point in life where it's like something's going to get released and it's, it's going to have something that somebody doesn't like, and it's not going to be a perfect game for them. Just, just play the game and have fun, man. You see what type of game it is. You know, what's going on. If, you know, it tickles your fancy, go for it, man. Check it out. If not, then, to keep it moving <laughs> you know what i mean i don't i don't play madden i don't play 2k i don't really play call of duty but i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh well, these games suck hey they should stop making them shake your fist at the clouds ah! <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i agree uh what else we got I don't know, man. I think that's uh, that's it, man. We touched on Twisted Metal. We touched on Mario. Yeah, gaming-wise, I think that's pretty much it that's been going on. And we talked a lot of wrestling up front, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a kind of, of a question. I thought it would be a good podcast question to ask you, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but... Throw it at me. So I've been thinking, like, what what drew you in like when you were a kid what drew you in to like video games and immersing yourself in that kind of world or whatever 
for me, my first memory, what drew me in was super, the original Super Mario Brothers. So back when I was a kid, um, we still people still had black and white televisions. Um, so that was a thing back then. They, were, they had tube TVs and they weren't in color. They were black and white. So we had gone to, we were living in New York at the time, and we had gone to my uncle's house and he had bought my cousins uh, Nintendo and they had Super Mario Brothers. And I had no idea what this thing was. Never seen anything like this in my life, but I thought the Goombas initially were little girls and like <laughs> this guy was like jumping on them. And I just remember being a kid thinking like, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> like, why is he killing these little girls? Like, that's, <laughs> that's weird. And then like eating the mushroom and growing and then being like, oh, man, like what a weird, bizarre thing. But it just, it encaptured me. So fast forward a couple of months later. Um, they got a color TV, went back over there, and they're playing Mario. Now seeing Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers in color, was just mind blowing. Like I've never seen anything like this ever. Because I did, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not old enough to where I grew up with Atari. It was around, but we never had one, and I just I never got into it. But yeah, so pretty much that was it for me, man. The original Super Mario Brothers, and then you know I ended up getting one. My dad got me one for my birthday or something, and. The first game I ever had was pinball on the NES and I used to play the hell out of that game and I would go and rent every weekend. I was able to go to the movie, uh, the video store, rent a video game. So I was renting ghosts and goblins and balloon fight and Rygar and all these other, like all these NES games that were just like so cool. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I had that NES for, ever like super nintendo came out and we just didn't like you know we didn't have money for me to get a super nintendo so all my friends had super nintendo i still had nintendo so i just kept playing the hell out of nintendo over and over then eventually i got a super nintendo man and um yeah you know that's that's pretty much it man so just watching uh watching somebody play super mario brothers on a black and white television was what it took for me to to fall in love with video games yeah man um i'm i'm pretty much the same way like i've seen uh as early as i can remember the first game i remember seeing was a super mario brothers 3 on the nes and um being in diapers playing it like i don't remember that specific point in my life because i was so damn little but um i remember playing that game vividly like throughout all the early years of my life then obviously the genesis came out and that was cool and everything but i wasn't really in love with the video game uh industry or world or however you want to put it at that point it was the n64 that really got me with the 3d graphics and everything and just these worlds that these developers would build that you would kind of feel like once you would jump in like it's an actual place and you can explore and do all these different things and like if you wanted to if you, like when I was a kid, I always had dreams and like, I wish I could fly and everything. So, uh, that super Superman game that came out for the N64, I got that. And I know it's touted as being one of the worst games on the N64, but I really enjoyed it and have nostalgia for it because I could fly around as Superman and like fight all these villains and everything. I thought it was so cool at the time. Um, 
but yeah i think i think it's just like the world building and when like uh the real world you're living in gets like you know i don't know everybody's not doesn't have all the best situations or whatever like you know uh parents fighting all the time or uh shit going on in politics that you're not a fan of or whatever i don't know it's a good form of like escapism i guess kind of yeah no definitely and um you had a long freaking day at work you just want to sit down turn your brain off for a little bit or just think about something else video games are it man and i know some people like watching movies watching shows reading books whatever um but yeah i don't know that was kind of a question i i had in my mind this week like oh, i wonder what mike's answer would be to that old school yeah man super mario brothers on a black and white television Heck but, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I, I get the whole like escape from reality thing with gaming and stuff because it's that that's what it is, man. You know, you got a long day at work or something. You know, I've been playing Gears of War like a maniac lately, and you know, work's been like super duper busy. Um, and you know, still like with the move, man, like things are still like real stressful and everything, just still trying to get stuff figured out. Um, but Gears of War has been a good little escape, man just getting in there and just playing and like i don't i'm not playing to get kills i'm not playing to be on top of the leaderboards or anything man i'm just playing to have fun yeah so if if i go in there and i don't get any kills i i don't care you know you, you still got the people on xbox live who talk trash which i think <laughs> oh, is, yeah. which is just incredibly funny to me that that's that's still a thing but you know i, I wonder if it's the same people that you played with back in the day that you didn't really that you obviously don't remember, but I wonder if it's those same people that were talking trash then that are still talking trash now because it's an older game. So I would imagine like the newer generation is probably not playing that old game. It's probably guys like us that uh, grew up with that kind of thing. You would be surprised unless oh, yeah? you got unless you got some older guys with like shriveled up nuts and like low <laughs> low T with like high pitched voices, man. But so far it's been a, it's been a lot of kids, man. And I'm just like, man, you, you know, damn well, your mother doesn't know you're in here saying that. Like, yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> hey, La- you ever last, see- oh, go ahead. La- last night was actually the first night I got into, a, uh, I got into a room and it was all adults and it was, probably like the most fun i've had playing since i started replaying gears of war again um because wow. like you know no, no, nobody's talking shit man everybody's just having a good time man somebody got a headshot man hey man you got me that was a good one or you know other stuff man it was just it was really good man um, yeah so i'm i'm hoping uh I, I probably should send those guys some friend requests to try to keep uh getting in the same rooms with them yeah but, yeah like outside of that man yeah it's it's kids man just get good <laughs> like you suck <laughs> all right bud <laughs> you ever see that meme online of uh it's this older dude playing online with his headset and everything and he hears a kid on the other end saying oh you're a bitch you are cursing him out like you ain't nothing Da-da-da. and then uh <clears throat> he comes back with a like it cuts to the little kid playing in his house and then uh his mom walks in with some dude and says oh hey so and so talking to her kid this is uh my boyfriend wanted you guys to meet uh get to know each other i'll be right back she walks away and then the guy turns around and says 
hey and he says the kid's gamer tag you remember me <laughs> i'm so-and-so remember when i said <laughs> i was gonna bang your mom <laughs> and the kid's just looking at him like <laughs> it's so funny man i love stuff like that it's great oh man that is hilarious <laughs> um you got you gonna say something no no i just uh, uh was swollen oh well, one thing we haven't really talked about on here is the marvel cinematic cinematic universe um but i know we're both uh or have been big fans in the past of it i recently have kind of been out of touch with it like i'm still watching everything <clears throat> but uh i'm not as big into it as i was pre multiverse saga the mm-hmm. infinity saga saga was the best for me but um i they announced this week i guess that they're going to reboot the universe with the avengers secret wars movie that's coming out in like 2026 or something oh wow yeah and i am kind of down for that because i feel like this whole saga the multiverse saga and everything is just of amalgamation if that's the right word mm-hmm. of all these new characters that we've never really seen before um like miss marvel i don't really care about her um moon knight was cool i like moon knight but again i don't really have any attachment to him um it's like you introduce us to these characters and then we don't see them again for probably a few years um, until the, uh, like Miss Marvel is going to be in the Marvel's movie coming up with the other Captain Marvel and um, uh, Monica Rambeau's daughter. I forget her first name. I don't know. But whereas in the Infinity Saga, like the first uh, phase one, two, and three, we had Iron Man. Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, all that. But they were always the focal point of almost every movie. So we had like three Thors. We had three Captain Americas, three Iron Mans. um, And you didn't have to wait that long for each movie. I think Iron Man came out and then you had Thor and Captain America. And then Iron Man 2 came out right after that Thor. And then that entire saga was based around those core characters and then occasionally they'll throw in like the guardians of the galaxy black panther like in um the later uh you know uh parts or whatever which i think was the best way to go but since phase four started and we might even be in phase five now i don't even know where we're at but every uh movie or a series that comes out is focused on a different character and we don't have time to really i guess get to know these characters or really love these characters or i don't even know it might be the writing i don't think the writing is as good as it was 10 years ago with the first iron man captain america and all that like do you feel the same as me i do i i feel like uh the marvel's uh endgame like for me, that's like where the Marvel Cinematic Universe ended. Yeah. Um, you know, we watched just recently. Um, I finally saw the uh, the new. So I did see uh, in theater. I saw the last Thor movie. Uh, it was like Love and Thunder, I think. And that that one was OK. Um, I always thought the Thor movies are pretty good. Um, we just recently saw um, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy three in the theater, and I did really like that one, too. Yeah, that one was good. 
Yeah. It was sad, man. That was a yeah, damn but, sad-ass movie. Yeah. But again, that's characters we're introduced to in the first yeah. phase of movies that we know and love. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we, we finally watched uh, the second Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I I didn't like it, man. I just didn't. Um, yeah. like the enemy, like the, the main like villain or whatever, like the guy with the wings on his feet, whatever Namor. the hell. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I just couldn't care any less. So we tried watching Loki and I got through maybe about 15 minutes of Loki. And then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so I, I, I see all the other shows that are there and, um, I'm just like, the interest isn't there. Um, there's like the, the WandaVision, uh moon Knight. uh there's the movie uh the eternals i have no interest in watching that yeah um so pretty much like all the stuff that's like getting released now i'm just like i'm not i have no interest in it um because again it's to me it ended with endgame so yeah. after, like anything after that is just kind of like eh. so i i would like to see them reboot it maybe get back to its former glory. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the problem is, is the, these movies came out at a time where there was nothing like this out. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So it was just so different at the time that it was just, and it was so good. I just don't think you're going to, I don't think they're going to be able to recapture like that magic. That's very true. Um, so I, I kind of feel that way. Like with the DC movies, like the, the, like the DC movies, I don't, I don't think I've seen, a decent DC movie since like the, uh, the dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. And DC, I feel like has been playing catch up for over a decade now. And I like, I want to have faith in James Gunn to do it right. But I kind of don't. Um, I've, I, I feel like the what made Marvel work was when they started. Um, like Kevin Feige was the main guy, right? And he didn't really have anybody above him telling him what to do. So he was he orchestrated that whole um, cinematic universe. Whereas with DC, they have a ton of studio heads in WB Warner Brothers that always put their two cents in and say, no, you can't do that. You have to do this. Uh, the audience, this is more audience friendly, do that. And they don't really get the, they don't really get the stories that, uh, they were trying to tell like, um, Zack Snyder. I feel like the first man of steel was pretty decent. Like it wasn't the best movie ever. I wasn't like doing backflips for it, but I think it was pretty good. Um, but for him to go from man of steel to, uh, directly into, well, I take that back. Batman vs Superman was pretty good too. I I first hated it, but watching it again, I kind of started to like it. Um, but going from Batman vs Superman straight into Justice League, I was like, dude, that's too quick, man. There, there's you should you should have held Justice League off for another like five years and did another few movies first. Yeah. So I I will say um so there was uh, the Wonder Woman movie, the first Wonder Woman, I thought was really good. And yeah. then um, the last Batman that came out with uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I did think that was really good. Um, it's funny that you that you said that about Batman versus Superman, because the first time I watched Batman versus Superman, I liked it. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, man, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
you know, you know what I think carries that movie for me and um, like Justice League and everything while I'll still kind of go back and watch bits and pieces of them is Ben Affleck uh, Batman. I'm a big fan of his Batman. I thought it was great. And really? Okay. Yeah. And I, I see a lot of mixed reactions of people online and everything, but I really liked Ben Affleck as Batman. And I, I like, <clears throat> I like the idea they did with the voice changer in his suit. So he wasn't just walking around like this, talking like this for no, for, you know, some stupid reason. Um, I like that. And I, I liked his suit and everything. It was very dark Knight esque. So mm-hmm. I think, that was a pretty sick Batman. I'd like to see more of that, but I don't think we're getting it. My uh, my favorite Batman is Michael Keaton from the original man from '89. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> surprise, that's my, surprise. That is my definitive Batman. That's the first Batman movie I ever saw, and I that holds a special place in my heart for sure. Yeah, I love that movie. So I, I that that's one that I own on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Um. And it's and honestly, man, the VHS trumps them all. So anytime yeah. I get in the anytime I get in the mood to watch it, man, I pop that tape of the VCR and I watch them the CRT, and it's just, man, oh, yeah, hey, that's. I got to pick that up on VHS. I don't think I have it. I have a handful, but I don't think I have that one. I got to get it. That's that is right up my alley. I actually, uh, I ended up getting it at a, a thrift store, and uh, funnily enough, it was when. Uh, when I was a compliance officer, mm-hmm. I uh, I was supposed to be going on a run somewhere, and I popped into a thrift store instead, and I saw a copy of it there. Man, it was like two bucks or a dollar or something like that, and it was cherry, uh-huh. like no crease in the box or anything. It looks brand new. I was like, oh, I'm getting that bad boy right there. So yeah. it's sitting up over on my shelf, looking all crisp and nice. And I'm gonna have to scope it out on eBay, see what they're going for pop into some goodwills around me and see if I can find some, find it. That's good stuff, man. We're right at about an hour. I don't really have much else to say about nothing. How about you? No, man, I think that's about it. I think we covered everything that we needed to. Um, You know, I, I, I think anybody who's listening probably already knows what's going on. And I, uh, I would think that, they have their own opinions formed and stuff. And, uh, you know, you guys leave some comments down on the uh, YouTube video of the podcast. You know, do you agree with any of our takes? Do you, are you happy about the PlayStation plus hike? Yeah. What do you think <laughs> um, about that new Mario game? Yeah. You know, definitely, uh, show us some love there, man. And, uh, let's keep the conversation going in the comments. Yeah, man. Uh, well, we're going to do something cool this weekend. I think we're going to try to live stream the WWE payback PLE. Yeah. So that'll be live here on the mighty Bildo YouTube channel on what is, what is that? The second? Yeah. September 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it goes live at eight o'clock. So we'll be live right around then. Um, and just give our live reactions and stuff too. I think it'll be pretty fun. We both, we're both into the wrestling scene, so if you are too, come check it out. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe. Uh, if you're on Apple, Spotify. If you're not on Apple or Spotify, go over there, rate us, subscribe us th- to us there, listen to us there. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.